And so this morning, uh, I want to talk about uh, loving the truth. Loving the truth. It, it's something that sounds simple enough, but, but when we begin to talk about it and, and, and understand what that truth is and what that truth means for us, the truth is actually quite hard to learn to love because sometimes it can be really hard to uh, accept the truth, right? But, but truth is a vital element to human society. Truth is one of the most valuable things in existence. And as believers and as Christians, we understand that on a deeper level, that knowing the truth and understanding what the truth is about creation and about God and about the world and about ourselves is the most valuable thing that we could ever experience. And the most valuable uh, um, uh, thing for us is understanding the truth of who God is and what that means for us and therefore what our lives can be like because of the truth of who God is, okay? And so without, without an example of ultimate truth, there really is nothing for anyone to stand on. And see, that's, that's what we have as Christians, an understanding of the ultimate truth about the creation of the world, the one who created it, about Scripture by the Holy Spirit who speaks to us and gives us understanding. We know the ultimate truth, the, the, the one truth that is for all humankind. Okay, And see, without the existence of the truth, right? if there wasn't just one truth, then then like there would just be many and, and, and whatever anyone believes could, could be true and, and, and could be right. But that's, that's not the reality of truth. The very fact that truth exists means that there's only one version of that because there can only be one version of the truth. And, you know, there's been a big thing uh, throughout probably more so Western society over the last five, maybe even ten years. The, this, this, this idea or this thought or this ideology of your truth and my truth and, 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 and that somehow the, the truth can be different and can vary depending on who we are and depending on our circumstances. And, and, and depending on what what we want to believe to be true, but that, that is absolute rubbish. There is only one truth. There cannot be multiple versions of truth, right? And, and the whole thing with the, with the with the your truth, my truth thing is kind of you know people expressing their their, their stories, and a lot of it came out of you know people who'd uh, experienced um, trauma of of some sort. And I'm not trying to degrade that. But, but, but what I'm saying is that it's, it's not just their truth. That's just the truth of, of what happened, right? It, because that happened to somebody else. It doesn't make it not true for me because it's, it's, it's true that, that it happened. But the idea that, that we can experience different versions or different realities of truth is just absolute nonsense because there is only one version of truth. And anything that is not truth is false or is a lie or is a misconception. So it's this understanding that we have as believers that there is an ultimate truth, the truth of God, the creator who loves and adores us, who sent his son to die on a cross for us so that we could be restored in relationship with him, right? And that he is the essence of the entire world, that, that within all of creation is, is the presence of God. And within us as believers is the Holy Spirit who comes and lives and dwells in us. This is the ultimate truth, 
right? And there's also the, you know, the, 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 the idea, again, the ideology that is thrown around that um, there are many ways to God or there are many ways to heaven or that all religions, you know, point to God and, and end up in the same place. But again, that's, it's, it's rubbish, uh, okay, it, it just can't be true. And I'm going to explain later on and give you some uh, definitive uh, examples of why that cannot be true. But, you know, it, it's just the reality of the society that we live in. There's this big push towards whatever you want to believe is true for you, right? And, and even so, more so with the stuff going on um, uh, in Australia and Victoria, you know, with the, the potential change of laws coming in next year about, you know, uh, religious freedoms and what we can and can't say and when we can and can't pray and all this sort of stuff. It's trying to um, cover up the truth, right? We're not allowed to speak the truth because it might offend somebody. But that's the reality of what truth does. It's... It's hard to accept and understand the truth sometimes, right? But as believers, we we need to learn and develop this love of the truth. No matter how confronting it is, no matter how challenging it is for us, because there are times when the truth will be confronting to us as believers, right? And we need, but we need to, 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 to develop this love of the truth and this desire to live out and to understand what that is and what it means for us, okay? And so there are many different reasons for this falling away from the idea of, of ultimate truth and that everyone can, can have their own. Um, you know, one being we, we have Satan, our enemy, who is the father of lies, who will do anything to distort the truth uh, so that people don't know it and people don't understand it. Um, and secondly, you know, again, like I said, the, the truth is incredibly difficult to accept and we don't always want to hear it and we don't always want to accept it because it challenges us. But again, the, the, the reality is there can only ever be one version of truth. And whether we like it or not, we need to come around to an understanding of what that truth is and what it means for us in the context of our lives and the context of our relationship with God and even the context of our relationship with each other and just within society uh, today. And so like I said, it's, it's difficult to accept the, the truth sometimes. For, for example... Um, most of you know I've started playing uh, football again this season, right? For the first time in uh, six or seven years, something like that. And so, that hence, hence the black eye. This wasn't Zoe. Um, there's a few people, you know, heard murmurs. No, it wasn't. It was, it was football yesterday. But so I've just started playing, playing football again. And you know, I, I thought, I've got to be honest with you, I, I thought that oh, this, this will be, this will be pretty easy. It'll be pretty simple. I'll just get back into it. I'll pick up where I left off. I used to be pretty decent. I was, I was, I was quite quick. Uh, you know, back, back when I was. Uh, eight years younger, um, you know, I thought, oh, this, this will be simple. Like, yes, I'm a little bit unfit and that'll take a couple of weeks, you know, kind of a couple, couple of weeks, you know, easy to, to, to get a bit of fitness back. But man, it's been hard. Like the first game was fine. I felt great after it. No problems at all. I thought, this is sweet. I can do this. The second week, um, like five minutes in, both of my quads here just seized up immediately and for the rest we had no bench that day so for the rest of the game I'm literally on the field but walking this is about as fast as I could move and that was that was the end of it and then so after that because I just it wouldn't get right I, the first time in my life I had to go see a physiotherapist 
Um, I had to go for about three weeks straight and he's putting all these needles and stuff in there to try and loosen my muscles and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, this, just, this isn't what I imagined it to be. And, and, and he said to me multiple times over the, the three weeks, these words that, that just cut me. They cut me, they, man, it hurt. He's like, what you need to understand is that people of your age... <laughs> I was like, what do you mean people of my age? Like... He's like, you know, you've got to understand that when you get a bit older and people of your age, you can't just go and do this. And I was like, how dare you say that to me? Like, and it, but it was, it was hard to accept because I just thought, oh, this would be easy. I'll just get back into it. But apparently I've aged and my body is not as uh, supple. supple as it used to be and not able to do the things that it used to do. And, but so this is a reality and a truth that I now have to accept. And so I have to spend a lot more time doing stretches and preparing and, and making sure I'm doing the right things with my body. You know, I can't just eat rubbish all week and then expect to run around on a football field. And uh, I'm, I'm not as quick as I used to be. And the reality of, uh, you know, being able to outrun everyone is just not true anymore. So I'm getting tackled and I'm getting hit. And again, hence the black eye. But, you know, it's just the reality. And that's the truth that I need to learn to accept that if I want to continue doing that I need to accept that and prepare accordingly right um but it sucks I don't want to accept that it wasn't easy for me to hear it wasn't easy for me to accept but I need to accept it so second uh second Thessalonians uh chapter 2 verses 5 to 10 says this do you not remember when I was still with you I told you these things and now you know what is restraining that he may be Revealed in his own time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, and only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the work of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. So this is Paul talking to the church at Thessalonica, hence Thessalonians. right? And he's talking about, I'm just going to read the, the last couple of lines of that again. Now, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. So Paul's talking to to the church and and trying to get them to, to, to understand because again, there's stuff going on in the church, there's stuff going on in their society, and people are falling away and worshiping idols and doing all the stuff that they shouldn't do because they're believing the lie that there are multiple ways to uh, worship God and that they can still do their, their, their cultural customs and their cultural norms and do it in a way that honors God. But Paul is saying that stuff is rubbish. And, and the, the father of lies, Satan, is trying to deceive you with all of this stuff. And he's saying the people are falling away from the truth of Jesus Christ and the revelation and their relationship with him because they did not receive the love of the truth. They heard the truth and they maybe accepted that truth for a time, but they didn't receive the love of that truth that they may be saved. And so they were willing to accept it until it became confronting. They were willing to accept it until it became difficult to accept the truth that was being presented. 
because they didn't receive the love of the truth that they, may, that, that they might be saved, that they might go on to salvation. And so they were willing to do it while it was easy and they could still do all the things that they wanted to do and worship how they wanted to worship and probably sacrifice the idols and, and live the life the way that, that they were before they heard the truth of the gospel. They were willing to do that until it got hard. Because they didn't receive the love of the truth and understand what that truth actually meant for them. The love of the truth that they might be saved. And see, that's, that's the challenge. Hearing the truth is one thing. Accepting it is another. And loving it is another thing entirely. Loving it means accepting every aspect of it as important and valuable even if you find it confronting. And it, and it means that you need to change what you once believed in in order to adhere to what you now know to be the truth. That's loving the truth, is doing whatever it takes to now follow it because I know it. As like Zoe used the, the, the example of, uh, of marriage and relationships when she was sharing earlier, you know, it's, marriage is hard. It's, it's not easy. There's times when it's easy and it's great and it's the best thing in the world. And there's times where it's hard. But when we accept and remember the commitment that we made you know, to our husband or, or to our wife, and, and, and we, we accept the love of the truth that I... I I dedicated myself to this person. So I'm going to do whatever it takes and whatever it means, no matter how difficult or how confronting it gets, to make this marriage work, to make this relationship work. It's the same with with the love of the truth and of of the Word of God. It's going to confront you and it's going to be challenging. And there's going to be times where the Word of God will make you feel small. And it's challenging. Or, 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 or cause us to understand that we're not actually as good or perfect or righteous as we think we are. Okay, and again, it's challenging. And see, the um, the, the 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 two choices you have when when you three choices you have when you come to that point is you can either just totally disregard that truth and uh, just walk away from it and just live your life however you want. You can. Um, you, 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 you can accept the truth and twist it and change it to fit what you want it to look like and how you want it to sound. Or you can lay it all down and learn to love the truth for what it is, that it is our salvation, that it is our eternal hope, that it is our freedom, that it is our relationship with God, and lay it all down and say, even though it's confronting and even though it's difficult, I'm going to let, I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to throw myself away and just push into you, God, because I know that your truth is the truth that I need. How about this one? Learning to accept and love the truth that we were never good enough or deserving of God's love. We were never good enough and deserving of God's love. Man, I, I wish I was. And, and, you know, in all honesty, there's probably times where I, I believe I am. I'm doing all this stuff, you know. Never. 
Never have I been deserving of God's love. See, every person on earth, whether they're Christian or or not, like whatever their their faith background, whatever they believe, even if they're atheists and believe in nothing, every person on earth wants to believe that they're a good person. And some people genuinely are good people. Don't get me wrong, okay? Some people are genuinely just fantastic people. But even people that you and I would say are inherently bad, you know, uh, would believe that they are in fact a good person who probably does the right thing for those close to them. You know, everyone on earth believes that, you know, on some level that they're a good person, even if they do a lot of bad things. There'll be a part of them that believes that they're doing good or that they're a good person because they love their family or they did, you know, something good for, 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 for somebody. But despite of what any of us might want to think or believe about ourselves, we are by no means good. And we are only made good by the grace of God. And we are only able to be in and come to God, be in relationship with God and come to God because He allows it. Not because we're anything. You, you could be, it's not a real word, but the most good person on the face of the earth. That's not good English, but forgive me. But it still wouldn't, it still wouldn't make you good enough or deserving of the love of God. And see, that, that's challenging because, again, we all want to believe that we're good people. But none of us are deserving of God's love or his grace or his mercy. That's the truth, and it's confronting, right? No matter what we're doing in church or in our lives to proclaim the gospel and and, and to take the the truth to all the people around us, it still doesn't make us good enough because it's only him that makes us that way. It's hard to accept, and it's confronting, and it's challenging, but it's the truth. And the idea of the thought that there's any other way to God, that there's any other way to make it into the kingdom of, 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 of heaven other than through Jesus is just false and it's untrue and it just leads to disaster. Jesus says he is the only way to the Father. He, he, he is our only access point to our relationship with God and the eternal hope that we have. It's difficult, but it's the truth. The only way that we become acceptable to God is because of Him. The only way that we receive the gift of salvation is because of Him. The only way that we are able to make a difference in this world is because of Him. And that's the truth. Because as human beings, we live in a fallen world and are inherently sinful. And this is uncomfortable and it's confronting because we're admitting that, 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 that we are sinful beings. And sometimes as Christians, it, it, it's hard to be able to admit that. I'm a sinful being. I fall short. I, I, I do things I shouldn't do, say things I shouldn't say, think things that I shouldn't think. And not because I desire to do that, but because I live in a fallen world and I need God. And it's only him that enables me to have a relationship with him. So how do we learn to accept and love the truth? So Acts 17, uh, verse 10 to 12, says that then the brethren, 
immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. uh, And these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. uh, In that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed and also not a few... Uh, and also, excuse me, not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. So it mentions Thessalonica in this. So, so Paul ha- has come from Thessalonica where, where there was trouble, which is where we read the first scripture. But they didn't receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And, and, and he's now, they got to the point where they wanted to, to kill him. So they got Paul out and he ends up uh, in Berea. And so these people in, 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 in Berea, it speaks of them differently to the people of, of, of Thessalonica. The Thessalonians did not uh, get the love of the truth that they might be saved, but the Bereans, right, they heard the truth and they had an open mind. It says that they were more fair-minded or more open-minded than those in uh, in Thessalonica, that they received the word with all readiness and they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. See, these people, the Bereans, they were hungry for truth. Now, they, they, they heard and they accepted what Paul brought to them about Jesus and, and, and the truth of Jesus. But rather than simply believing what they were told and, and just trusting this man who had just probably shown up out of nowhere and has come to their town to tell them about this truth, that rather than just accepting what they were hearing, it says that they searched the scriptures themselves to make sure that what Paul was telling them was the absolute truth. That, that they heard it and they accepted it, okay, but then they went and studied it for themselves so that they were 100% sure that this was the truth and that this was the way. And see, that's the call for us as believers, right, is to hear the word of God. We come to church and we hear the word and we sing songs and we worship and all that stuff, but we're called like the Bereans to open the word and read it and study it for ourselves so that we can learn what the truth is. Okay? Because you, you will hear a lot of stuff and you've probably, a lot of you probably heard a lot of different pastors and preachers uh, you know, throughout your years as a Christian and the amount of stuff that we can find on YouTube today. You could, you could listen to, 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 to three different preachers preach on the same passage and it could be completely and utterly different each time, taken from a different way. And you might listen to one and go, yeah, that's, I, I like that. I accept that. And you can go to the Word and, and read it for yourself and go, yeah, that, that, that's true. That makes sense. That's what I see out of it. And you might hear another one and something just feels a little bit off. And you go, like, it, it, it sounds good. But when you go to the Word and read it for yourself, you realize that it, that wasn't actually truth. And that person was just taking something out of context or was trying to, 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 to turn the Scripture in, in, and say what they wanted it to say. And see, because that's a danger for, for, for Christians and, and, and all of us as believers is to read the scriptures and then twist it to make it work for what we want it to say so that we can still do what we wanted to do. And that's what the Thessalonians were doing. That's what the Corinthians were doing. You know, Paul addresses that in, in his letters to them because they hadn't received the love of the truth that they might be saved. They wanted to turn, to take the truth, twist it, and turn it to fit their lifestyle and to fit their desires. But we need to learn to love the truth as it is because there is only one truth. So these Bereans studied the scriptures and, and they went about everything they heard from Paul with an open mind and they reached a point where it didn't matter what the truth was. They just wanted to make sure that they knew it and they were following it. 
they, they, they reached a point where they didn't care what the truth was. They just wanted to make sure they knew it and they were following it. Okay, and it needs to be the same for us. See, um, again, a lot of people will, will follow the truth until they find something that they don't agree with or they don't want to agree with. And they'll either give up on following it, bend it, bend and warp the truth until there's something that they feel comfortable with. And we'll then try to convince others that this truth or this scripture are not actually true, that we can change or not agree with parts we, we, we find too confronting. See, this is, I mentioned it a month or so ago, but the idea of progressive Christianity. And this is huge in America at the moment. And the reality is it's probably in Australia more than, than, than we realize. But essentially, progressive Christianity, uh, progressive Christians, don't believe that the Bible is the uh, inerrant word of God. right? And, and so they will take scripture that makes them feel uncomfortable and basically just scrap it from their theology. Uh, some of the, the major examples, um, one, what just, just blows my mind. One of the things that, that, that and with progressive Christianity is that there's no continuity between them. It's like each, each one kind of has their own theology or, or, or you know, that they'll accept this part, but, but not this part. But one of the major ones that they fail to, that, that, they, that they reject uh, is the divinity of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. And, and, and they, they say... Uh, their, 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 their take on it, they call it cosmic child abuse. They say that, that, that they, they call it cosmic child abuse. And they say that how could, how could God uh, ever do that, to, they say, do that to his son? And they say that, um, that Jesus didn't need to, but that we as humanity wanted him to, so God just sent his son for no reason other than to please us. Right, because they don't want to accept the truth and the reality of what that means. They don't want to transform their lives. They don't believe that the Bible is the inherent word of God. They're very open and free with the uh, LGBTQTI community and you know all of that. They're, they're free and you know that 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 love is love essentially. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that they believe. But that's just one of the big ones that I've uh, read a few times in a couple of the books that I've been reading about it. But it's just they're taking the truth and they don't love it, so they're twisting it and transforming it to say what they wanted to say so that they can live their lives the way that they want to live it. But there is only one truth. It doesn't have multiple versions. It doesn't differ depending on your background or your circumstances or your trauma or your desires or your hopes and dreams. The truth is the truth regardless of anything else in our lives. Um, that's a progressive Christianity thing. You know, another thing they believe that, that it doesn't... Progressive Christianity believes that, that it doesn't matter what you believe, that you're just going to get to heaven. Uh, essentially, that and see, it doesn't make sense because they don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus, but they'll say, but Jesus has already done it for everyone, so it doesn't matter what we do or how we live, we're all going to get to heaven eventually. See, it's, 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 it's contradictory. It, just, it, it doesn't make sense. right? And again, that's just some of the weird stuff <clears throat> that they believe. But there can only be one genuine truth and the rest uh, are falsehoods. So... Just, just quickly, I, I want to give you uh, one example. Um, just using the three major monotheistic faiths in the world. So mono, uh, monotheistic um, means that they believe in, in one God. Mono meaning one, right? And, and the opposite of that is polytheistic, which is a belief in many gods. So the three uh, monotheistic faiths um, are, are Judaism, 
Christianity and Islam, okay, all believe in, in, in one God. And this is only one point of, of, of the beliefs, right? But, okay, so concerning the, the death of Jesus, okay, within these, within these three faiths, concerning the death of Jesus, Judaism believes that Jesus died and that was the end of it. That, yes, he, they, they acknowledge his existence, but that he died and that was the end of it. Nothing else happened, no resurrection, anything like that. Uh, Islam believes that Jesus never died. They, again, they believe that, that he existed and that he was a prophet, and they believe that he never died, that one day he was simply just taken from this world to be with God. But they don't believe that he is divine. Okay? So uh, Judaism believes Jesus died and that was the end of it. Islam believes that Jesus never died at all. He was just taken. And Christianity, obviously, we believe that Jesus died on the cross and was then resurrected and then later on ascended into heaven. So this is just one point of theology about uh, who Jesus is and the three monotheistic faiths, the beliefs in one God, on this one point all differ completely. So not all of these faiths can be true. It's impossible for all three of these faiths to be true when on this one point they all have such varying and and differing ideas of what happened to Jesus. So the the very idea that, that, that all faiths can lead to God or that all faiths are true is simply rubbish. And this is, again, this is just one point of of who Jesus was. And so we we see that there is such a need in all of us, in all of humanity to know what the truth is and to love it, to, to, to learn to accept it and learn to love it. You know, those three contradictory statements, only one of them can be true. It is impossible for all of them to be true. It's impossible. They cannot all be true. So we need to learn to be lovers of the truth, no matter how hard or confronting it is. John chapter 12, 42 to 43 says, Nevertheless, uh, even among the rulers, many believed in him, believed in, in Jesus. Okay? But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And see, this is the challenge that Jesus addressed. That many believed in him, and many will believe in him, but they failed to confess him for fear of man. Because we want to fit, right? We want to be accepted by society and by people and all of that. And, and it's not that that's a bad thing to want, but the truth is, Jesus says, that we won't. That the world hated him, so therefore they're going to hate us. The Bible talks about that, 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 that in the end days, uh, people will become lovers of themselves rather than lovers of truth. Right? And we can see that in society. So it's this truth, the ultimate truth that we need to learn to love of who we are, what that means for us, of who God is, of the creation of the world, all that sort of stuff, that there is only one truth. And like the Bereans, we need to read and study and look at that so we know what that is. Right? I, I, I try and do my, my, my best to, to, to teach you what I believe to be true from, from Scripture. Okay? That doesn't necessarily mean that everything that I think is is, 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 is right, okay? And so if there's, if there's things that, that I say that you disagree with or you think mm, that just doesn't sound 
you know, how it should sound. I encourage you, read the word and, 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 come, and come, come and talk to me, right? Because again, I'm not perfect. I, I'm sinful. We live in a fallen world. I, I, I do the best of my ability, but there'll be times where, where, where I'm wrong, okay? And, and we need to get to the point as lovers of the truth where we're willing to address that in each other's lives. Because we need to know what the truth is so that we can accept it and we can love it and, and we, we, we can take it into the world like we're called to. Lovers of truth, not lovers of the praise of men. No matter how confronting or challenging, there is only one truth. And to be truly saved, we need to learn to love it. We need to learn to love it. And it's hard, but we need to. It's confronting, but we need to. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you that you reveal the truth to us through your word. You teach us what the truth is. You you show us that there is only one truth. And Lord, help us to be like the Bereans, open-minded to, to hear the truth, but then willing to study it and read it and check it and dive into it for ourselves so that we understand what it is. And Father, we, we accept the fact that the truth is confronting and it's going to challenge us and it's going to push us and it's going to make us feel uncomfortable and sometimes we're going to wish that the truth wasn't actually the truth. But Lord, help us to be like the Bereans, that once that, that, that we get to the point that it doesn't matter what the truth is, we just want to know it so that we can follow it. Father, change us. Make us more like you, Lord Jesus. Give us all a deeper understanding of your word and your truth. We love you, Lord, and we want to know you more. And we thank you for what you're calling us to. We thank you for the opportunities that you are opening up for us here in Cobram to to reach people with your word and the truth of the gospel. Father, I pray you put a boldness in every single one of us, Holy Spirit, to take the truth and speak it out, no matter how confronting it might be to those who you call us to speak to. And we need to understand, Lord, that when we do begin to speak out and tell people about you, that it's going to be confronting to them. And we can't necessarily expect people to just drop everything all at once and begin to follow something. It's going to take time and they need to get to the point where firstly, they need to hear it, then they need to accept it, then they need to learn to love it, Lord God. It's a journey that all of us are on of of continually learning to and desiring to love the truth of your word and the truth of who we are in you and the truth of what you've done and, and everything that you do in this world that you have given to us. So Lord, we just honor you, we love you, and we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.